Hello and welcome as the JAMP Training Institute presents another episode of The Magician's Call. We have another great episode for you. In this episode, we will join Lance Allred and Dr. Lahab Al-Samai, who will discuss the sacrifice. It's a great episode and we can't wait for you to hear it. If you want to support The Magician's Call podcast, make sure to rate the podcast five stars on iTunes and where you get your podcast. So without any further ado, Dr. Al-Samai, take it away. Welcome back to another episode of The Magician's Call. I am Dr. Lahab Al-Samurai, and with me, as always, Lance Allred. Lance, how are you doing today? Doing well, Lahab. How about yourself? I am doing great. I am doing fantastic. I um, was thinking about... Um, I was reading from France today, and... In her book, uh, this is Mary Louise von Franz, Alchemical uh, Active Imagination, the book is called. Um, on page 106, she has medieval magic and modern synchronicity. And she says, um, Here it is not Saturn, but frequenta, endurance or perseverance, who does the job. She gives a slightly more optimistic tinge to the whole thing, but is still very much associated with these former ideas. We come promptly to the idea of an inner death in the next part as well. Now irrigate your body with the water of life, i.e. with the word of God, day and night meditate about it so that the body has no time to talk or think of anything else. The good earth is a soft heart, which is ashamed and humble. Since the fall of Adam, the hearts of men have become hard as stones. And if they are not softened again by the word of God, they will remain stones forever. And so we all become enemies of God till this inanimity is again overcome through the highest gardener and his servant, the men's. Therefore, let us thank God who thought us worthy to enlighten our hearts with his light and soften it with his words. Go now and try to find virtue. Have we done this before? No. We've, we haven't done that. Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, so this is a stage uh, in alchemy that alludes to a so-called second death. Uh, then to the multiplicitio, also to the projectio. Again, please do not associate Jungian terminology with this. This is, uh, this is basically uh, medieval magic. Um, in general, it is the stage where the philosopher's stone, after it has been made in the retort, has to be destroyed again several times and then remade a kind of complete repetition of the work, which generally is done four times. This repeated uh, destruction of the Philosopher's Stone and its remaking was called the ratio, a rotation through the four elements. After that retort is usually broken or open and then begins the stage of multiplicity through projection. The idea is that the Philosopher's Stone, which is also a form of mystical gold, that the alchemists were trying to make is made and is then thrown upon other unclean matter that is 
other matter which has not been included in the process like ordinary iron, ordinary lead, or any other material. It shows then a transformative quality for it transforms these other materials through the projection. It transforms them into gold and has what one called a positive contagious effect on the material. If as an alchemist, you have made one bit of material of mystical gold in the retort, then when you open it, it emanates onto other material. Sometimes that is varied by the idea that you have not made a solid but liquid or drinkable gold or a kind of elixir. And then the projectio, the multiplication corresponds to the healing afterwards of other people and other things. It has again, this kind of emanating positive contagious effect. Okay, just wanted to start out with that. Um, so von Franz in this book uh, is talking about the medieval magicians and what they used to do and the magic that they were trying to correspond. So they were trying to, they were trying to make uh, gold out of other substances that were not as pure as gold. The, but the process in itself is an alchemical process, is a transformational process. Yes. And he says that once you are able to achieve the philosopher's stone, that, that gold, that um, you, then it becomes contagious. Then that idea becomes contagious. That, that, that state, that metal, um, that liquid becomes contagious. Yes. It just starts to transform all material around it in the same way. And so this is where I love the human brain as this medieval content went through the age of enlightenment and the literary, uh, the literal world, and we became much more of a left brain society, a Western civilization. That as you were reading that, I was not actually seeing gold elements itself as far as materials. Ooh. What I was seeing was the human body itself becoming the philosopher's stone. Ooh as you go through the alchemical process, purging yourself of impurities. And I don't mean in a religious context of shame and guilt, but I mean, when they say the natural man is an enemy to God, what I hear people, when I see that uh, scriptural text now, is the concept that we are separate, that we are individual, that we are far away. And those kind of perspectives become impurities and toxins within our sphere, within not only our body that we feel, but our orb and energetic grid around us as we maneuver through. And so as you work and make uh, peace and uh, homage to the directions, northeast, southwest, and the elements, earth, wind, and fire, uh, water, you then begin to purify yourself in an alchemical process that then people start to notice you and the question pops in their head that says, what does he have 
that I don't have that makes me so happy. Mm -hmm. And they think it's a literal material possession like gold. And they want, and they think that external source is what is the root of the happiness. When really the inside job moving into the alchemical process is the gold, because once you move into clarity and peace and you have removed yourself from such quote childish things, possessions, toys, trophies, accumulations, those are childish things because we believe like a child that next Barbie doll is going to make me happy. And once you put those things aside and you begin to move out of the natural man, which is fear-based mentality, medulla oblongata, reactionary state, the child, the victim, the saboteur, the prostitute, the survivors, that's the enemy to God. And you begin to move out of that vibration. You're now moving into a higher frequency where you have left the natural man behind and the alchemical process that you're vibrating at such a high level that you are now attuned with universal consciousness and you are in fact then gold because you are no longer living in fear or scarcity and people want gold because it alleviates the fear of scarcity and that's its value but if you already have surpassed that you yourself become gold because you're no longer living in scarcity so uh, you know it's uh, so uh, we're both talking about the metaphysical and the material but um you you are correct i was uh, trying to explain to our listeners that the metaphysical has a lot to do with our reality everything that we think we are or we think that we want to be or we think um we want to do or achieve or work out is all about um, creation and the alchemical process of creation. So how do I go about it? What do I do about it? How do I uh, proceed in that terrain? Um, they're, also talking, they're also talking about the oneness of um, the self, right? So to reach the higher self, the God, um, you must be able to touch the purity of that, which is to find your own purity. And purity, not in notion of uh, being pure, but more of, um, as Lance put it, um, less of the distraction, less of the harm, less of the archetypal distortions that can occur. Um, the prostitute, the child, uh, the beggar, the uh, so on. Um, these are archetypal distortions, um, and they're distortions because they keep you from becoming um, and connecting with the self. So I just wanted to, like, yes, a I lot of this you've already that. said, I just wanted to yeah. say it in a different way. But you brought up another point. I want to emphasize possibly the most important plural use ever misunderstood or oversighted is when Jesus of Nazareth asked the questions, know you not that you are gods? Ooh. It's plural. Ooh. 
It's not, oh, your God is an extension of God or whatnot, but you know, you're not, you brought up a very fine point. Your higher self is God. Ooh. And so, no, you're not that you are gods. When you're able to detach from the low vibration of the 3D dimension and vibrate higher, you are moving into the God realm, which is everlasting. Which is, which is identifying the archetype. It's, it's becoming one with the archetypal energy right. and that we call God because it's eternal. It started from the beginning of time. It, it is for us a God. It is for us because this is our origin, the origin point. And when we say the origin point or the point of origin, that's the God. That's what we call, that's what we reflect to, and that something had the power of changing uh, the direction of the way um, energy in the universe is going to be transmitted, transported, yes. transformed. Yes, transmuted, transformed, transported. Um, and I love these weekly conversations because like any human, you and I will always, we have to play the game. We have to tip our hat to whatever gods may be and say, all right, I am still going to show up and play in the game. And it's still not, and it's still very difficult to not get bogged down in those day-to-day -day grinds. Ooh. And so I think it's important that we also, again, giving our space, self space to be human is a big part of this alchemical process, because you can't bypass the fact that we are still here in a human body and we can't just ditch our body and want to go somewhere else. What we're here in each generation is the, the job of each generation is to help the human body at the DNA level, take one step higher, one step higher. You and I are not going to bypass the human arc and suddenly make ourselves 4D beings in one generation. We have to give ourselves the grace to say, okay, the human body is still in development as it continues to evolve. And I still have to give myself space and permission to still be human, to still feel, and by allowing ourselves to feel and not suppressing it, that allows trauma to move out. And that is an alchemical process, purging, moving us into gold. So I just want to be very clear about that. I know it sounds kind of mundane, but again, a lot of people think, oh, by just meditating and going off and astral projecting, et cetera, et cetera, that's how I'm going to alchemize. It's like, no, you have to get gritty. You have to get down into the dirt and dig for the gold and find ways to purge all the other coal into diamonds, et cetera, et cetera, you have to get dirty. And you have to work with these materials, these elements to raise the vibration into a gold level. Yeah, so the, so the um, integration process cannot occur if um, these uh, traumatic elements aren't purged from um, the dissociative state. Yes. So they're in a disassociative state. They have to be purged from the disassociative state to be integrated. And that's the transformational process that Lance is alluding to. That's the gold. 
that's how we see the gold. That's when we know it's gold because um, in regular speak, you feel better. <laughs> you get up and you're like, oh shit, you know, I don't need to think about this anymore. I can move on. This is not going to haunt me anymore. I don't need to distract myself from it with or that it can, it's not gonna hold my attention right. any longer mm -hmm. either distract myself from it or it's is dragging me along with it yes and so i know for the natural man that wants gold that's hoping to find pirate treasure what you and i are talking about is very anticlimactic once you actually move into the alchemical process, again, the beauty of it is I do not need to find a treasure chest of gold to alleviate my fears of death, to alleviate my fears of rites of passage uh, through this life to the next. And that's worth more than any treasure chest of gold. And, and it's the transformative process, right? The transformative process is the journey. Once you get to the gold, it's over. Yeah. Because you went through the journey, that's where the transformation takes place. If you remember the journey that you've taken, then you won't feel like, oh, I didn't find gold. You actually always find gold because you were brave enough to take the journey. And that is the magic. The magic is to remember the journey. Yes. It's not the end of the journey that you remember. It's the journey itself. That's the transformative aspect of what it does to you psychically. Yeah, I agree. And you've heard me say, I believe everyone should spend time at least, you know, once a month, if not a couple times a year, to truly sit back and see the highlight of your film of your life the lows and the highs, you can see it all in two minutes. And that is the gold. It, and we've all had it. And here's the problem. The natural man thinks that next treasure chest is what's really going to make him happy. But every single one of us has had the disenchantment. Whether you get your dream or you don't get your dream, you're going to be disenchanted. It's just, the, it's just a fact of life. And so being clear and understanding in that clarity, saying, you know what? Yeah, that next soulmate out there isn't what's going to give me the gold. It's being able to look back on the arc of my journey and see my transformative process, um, helping move the needle of the human consciousness into higher vibration. My journey itself, my life itself, is worth more than gold. Yeah, so we forget what what our life is worth. We forget all the things that we have done. We forget that actually we have treasure troves of gold that we achieved over a lifetime. Yes. We forget all this, and this is where the despair kicks in because what we forgot is the creation, our imagination, and the gold, the journey, the transformational process 
that took us from thing to thing. First, we wanted, you know, like a bike. And that was going to be gold. But it was getting the bike that was the gold. Riding the bike wasn't the gold. It was how we went about the process. So each process is different. Some of them are not very transformational. They, you ask somebody and they give you something. Most processes are transformational because you have to find a way to create what you want. I'm using a bike for a little kid, but find what you want, what, how you're going to find your way to get to that place that you've created in your head that's going to make you the riches that you desire. And every time you finish a step, Lance, you end up thinking, uh, oh, I didn't do much. It doesn't seem that, but that's the loss. The losses of the transformational we want you to remember the transformational aspect of the journey. Mm-hmm. If you remember anything else, as Lance puts it, put it in rewind for a couple of minutes and see how your transformational journey has brought you to the point of where you are. And like any engine, any vessel that wants to get from point A to point B on a journey, energy has to be spent to move it and the currency the energy that is used in your life is archetypes that no longer serve you that die away that are thrown into the fire that are used as fossil fuel to help move you and the human consciousness forward and the stories that we hold on to not just our stories but generational stories family stories cultural stories societal stories that eventually when you're brave enough again you're going to leave those behind but not really leaving them behind but those become the sacrifice the fossil fuel that burns to move you along and so as you look back also take aspect and appreciate how many husks or cloaks that you have thrown off, that you have shrugged off your shoulders and let them burn away, allowing that energy to spur you along in your own unique journey uh, within the unique combination of archetypes that all of us have within unto ourselves. And appreciate that revel in that and appreciate how hard it is for the natural man who lives in scarcity my precious my gold i need this or i'm not going to survive that is the natural man that's the enemy to god and how brave you are to help the natural man the human arc move away from survival mentality from survival consciousness to shed a little bit more of my possessions, mine, mine, mine. If I don't have it, I'm going to die. To face that fear and to alchemize that, to convert that into fuel, which allows you to vibrate higher and higher. The sacrifice is important. I know a lot of us are afraid of the word sacrifice. We think it's barbaric. We think it's, uh, again, it's associated with guilt and debt, but it's not. Sacrifice is an opportunity to release excess weight. And so it's a privilege. Uh, The more possessions we have, the more we become slaves to them. 
our possessions because we see we equate our time our labor into a possession oh that boat but i then spent six months at work just to afford that boat what would all my hours of labor for so you become a slave to the possession and so a sacrifice is actually a huge opportunity i'm getting a i'm getting emotional right now because sacrifice keeps coming up in my sphere whether it's tarot or oracle or other people just saying the word sacrifice and i see now why it keeps coming up being able to look back on your life and see the sacrifices which is the old iterations of who you thought you had to be and let them burn away and so i would challenge everyone right now to um develop a different relationship with sacrifice it's a it's a blessing and an opportunity and if i can say share something that isn't um uh making light of something very sacred um for example when you go uh and you participate in a native american sundance when the dancers are dancing for days in the sun and they're in such an elevated state and they are leaving the natural man behind because they're not eating they're not even weighed down by worldly troubles but in the final days they then hook their skin to the sacred tree that they're dancing around mm-hmm. and to the natural man that's oh that's barbaric why no this is mine i don't want but for the dancer is i am sacrificing my own flesh so that the prayers of those around me can be heard oh this is deep and so sacrifice is an opportunity um to truly elevate yourself and be of service and leave childish things behind and move into a higher state of trust into a universal consciousness so anyone who's uh, listening today um that's the challenge that i am giving myself and to you to really begin to move into um a peaceful divine relationship with the context concept of sacrifice and in a pandemic where we're so afraid of the recession we're so afraid of rising prices can i afford this and afford that now but then you can look around your house and say i have all these things that i never use oh can i sacrifice not only my budget in the future can i sacrifice things around me that i don't even need anymore yeah but they sit as objects they no longer they no longer serve a purpose yeah the purpose they serve is very um well it's not there anymore they served a purpose once upon a time right they served some kind of um want and need that is gone now it uh, it is pretty profound for me so i just went somewhere and i just came back um and how i kept hearing sacrifice and like sacrifice what else do i need to sacrifice what do i need to sacrifice and it wasn't necessarily oh i have to sacrifice something right now it's just go well, back so- 
and appreciate the sacrifice you've made to be here? Yeah, well, sacrifice has very deep meaning, right? Sacrifice is to give of yourself um, without request. That's what a sacrifice is. You sacrifice something from whatever you're doing to help somebody else out. Yes. Or to pick somebody up when they've fallen. Even though it's going to take time or effort or money or um, love, mm-hmm. you are willing to sacrifice that. And we do that for, we do that all across the lifespan. We mm-hmm. sacrifice for other people. We sacrifice for, um, I think what the question that's bringing and let me know if this is true, but I think what's bringing tears to your eyes is um, that we don't recognize our own sacrifice. Exactly. That we need uh, to. We need to. And so this is what's leading me to the importance of us going back, not only seeing the highlight film of your life, the trailer of your life, and the, the high points, the moments of satisfaction, et cetera, et cetera but to pay homage and have gratitude uh, to yourself for the sacrifices you made. Because the alchemical process requires great sacrifice. Again, I've said it before, I'll say it again. It requires the death of the many versions of you along the way. And the cultures and the tribes and the teams and the workplaces and the friends that you have had to leave behind and the familiarity of each of those iterations that you've had to leave behind. And that's a great sacrifice because it was diametrically opposed to the genetic coding, the survival imprint of the natural man, which is where is my tribe and where do I belong? And what do I need to do to belong in this system? Yeah, I mean, then the sacrifices of all the loss that we've also lost, the people that we've lost, the th- the the environments that we lost, yeah. our childhoods, our adolescence, our midlife, our old age, our health, our welfare, our Stability. happiness. What was that? stability our stability yeah so we've sacrificed we sacrifice all the time and i think what we're trying to get across is that sacrifice is um important to recognize not just important to do but it's important to recognize for self because the more you have empathy with self the more you can have empathy towards others If you don't have empathy towards your own self, that leads to lack of empathy in general. Because you don't don't see what you as an individual on this planet um, have given to be where you are. This is not out of narcissism. We're not talking about ego. We're talking about the power to find oneself because oneself is often lost in 
as Lance put it, in things, in doing, in running after, in trying to be ahead of, trying to keep uh, up with everything, we lose a lot. We forget our sacrifice. And so everyone wants the Philosopher's Stone for free. Without sacrifice. Without sacrifice. Then it's not the Philosopher's Stone. It's not. You can't, you can't have it because the, the way it works is that it is, it is that which is made from the depth. It's so. What's really hitting me is um, the, the the wording of pride and sacrifice. And again, pride has a negative connotation, and so does sacrifice. And there's a shadow of pride, which is look what I did. When are people going to recognize me? But what's really hitting me hard, archetypally, astrologically speaking, gene keys, human design speaking. Um, I have the shadow of pride, which in my arc is to move into artfulness and then into invisibility. And the shadow pride, there's nothing worse than being invisible. Because I want to be seen, I want to be recognized. Ooh. Why don't and they I, see me? Why don't they see me? Why don't they, they hear me? Yeah. All that I've done and all that I've sacrificed. Yeah, and all that I've sacrificed. Aren't I, aren't I good? Aren't I better? Uh, and that's out of the deficit model that we always talk about. Absolutely. That's operating from a deficit model. And moving into an invisibility alchemizes that pride into a divine pride. Mm. which is what's really hitting me where I'm sitting in right now, which is, isn't, look what I did, is look what we did. Mm. As you look back and see and pay homage to the sacrifices mm. that you and your higher self and the creator, creation itself, have moved about masterfully to do. Mm. And... So the alchemical process of pride itself is something that is hitting me hard at this moment as well, as I speak of the concept of sacrifice and recognizing it and having a love affair with yourself. As you say, it's not a narcissism, but it's just like, oh, okay, wow. Uh, it's time to actually take a step back and just see it all and honor that. Yeah. Yeah, and and to um, and to look towards to use that as a as a mountain to stand on as you peer through the rest of your life. Yeah. To Absolutely. use that as something that you have built, a monument to your success in existence the philosopher's stone is um the gold the mountain is to be able to see yourself in a way that doesn't hold you down it's not about me 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 
but it's also about we, it's about us, and it's about the universe. It's about the cosmos and how we fit in. Yes. That you as an extension of the universe, as you integrate higher consciousness into the DNA structure of the human body, again, that anatomical process, you then as an entity become the philosopher's stone. Mm. And so like, not just you and me, but anyone who chooses to move about in this overwhelm of gratitude and this uh, artful invisibility where you no longer need to be seen, you then have the energy, the vibrational level of the philosopher's stone to move about anywhere into any room. And again, people will look at you and say, oh, what do they have that I don't have? Mm. Oh. And they assume it's because you and I have a trophy or a car that we just bought or whatever. That's because I have all this money in my bank account. It's not. But being able to, even at a subconscious level, what the book was alluding to, even as that gold purifies, it then begins to purify all the other elements around it. Ooh. When you maneuver through life at a high vibrational level of gratitude, you are in fact rubbing off on other beings, on other rocks, Ooh. speaking metaphorically, but you will allow them at a subconscious level, at a DNA level to begin to trigger and activate. And even if you never see them, and if they never see their alchemical process, and maybe it happens two or three generations down, and I know for the human brain, 100 years is a long time, but the cosmic, cosmically speaking, it's not long at all. Ooh. And so recognizing, seeing it from the big picture, that you yourself become an activating agent, a catalyst as in a philosopher's stone. When you have chosen to vibrate at the gratitude uh, vibrational level, you then are a walking philosopher's stone that wherever you go, you are setting off chemical reactions at a DNA level, allowing other rocks slash beings to begin to purge. It's a mind-bending idea of transforming into a transforming into the philosopher's stone. It's at the same time, it's a mind-bending idea uh, in its simplicity. Yes. Yet, because of its simplicity, it's very easy not to understand it. Absolutely. It's very easy not to see it. Because, again, we humans want to believe for something to be sacred or special, to have the shortcut, it has to be a complicated, convoluted idea that has to be a major fancy algorithm uh again the philosopher's stone that has to be a code with a cipher that we have to unlock um but that's the game that's the great joke of it all that's where the great beautiful fool the trickster laughs where you just say ah 
of course, humans wanted it to be more complicated and we watched them do, and now we move into comedy, we watched them do all these ridiculous, absurd things, making it so much more complicated than it has to be. Yeah, it's when we overthink it, when we overshoot it, when we overplay it, when we overrun it, what we're doing is we're compensating for fear yeah. of um, it's it's a deficit. We're afraid that we have a deficit, and therefore we have to make up twice the amount of space and time mm -hmm. to fulfill or to fill that deficit, even though that's not the case. Mm -hmm. um, for the young people out there, that's not the case. Being able to be grateful for yourself and who you are and what you give to the world. Um, she should go out there and fight and um, know that it means something to be her know that it means something to believe in magic, to believe in that which is not seen, is not, but that is deep within us, that connects us all. Amen. That's what we... That's what we keep referring to as the philosopher's stone, is the magic. Because it's the transformative process is the magical process. The medieval magicians, the modern magicians, the magicians from the beginning of time, the archetype of the magician is understanding transformation. What is it to transform? How are things transformative we use the term lance um spoke eloquently about it called sacrifice sacrifice is a transform transformational alchemical process that's what sacrifice is because the more you give of self the more you find of self that's the trick. It's so simple. It seems uh, complicated because people then say, well, I have nothing left for myself. It actually doesn't work that way. It actually works the other ways. The more you give of self, <clears throat> of the gold, is that the more gold you find. And that's, that's the trick. Yeah. What I love that setup is that people think, oh, but I've given away all my possessions. Mm. And the next step is, okay, well, are you ready to sacrifice the part of you that holds value in those possessions? Mm. Yeah, because then we think of possessions as what holds value. And the biggest possession that we hold is acceptance, love, gratitude, empathy, Friendship, all these things are 
beyond what you could buy in the market. In the market, there's a price. These are priceless gifts that we give. Um, and so always be mindful of your connections, of the people around you, of that which you are giving and receiving to keep growing, to really see your gold, to see how your gold really um, keeps increasing. Any other thoughts, Lance, before we... Uh, I like that. To hold the image of as one, quote, bank account clears, it's just converting into another form of currency. Yeah. That money is not the only transactional currency or energetic currency. Um, and so as you allow your obsession and the weight that you put into systemic monetary currency. And that's where so much of your bandwidth goes. As you begin to detach from that, you then open up other coffers that you can invest in that retain their own sort of currency, relationships, uh, self-empathy, uh, self-intimacy, um, uh, lots of other uh caches that we can build up on, upon as we detach from the one that we have been deceived is the only form of currency and the only one that matters and so um that's that's the challenge that a lot of people are so afraid to give of their possessions but i ask are you willing to even sacrifice that version of you that has invested so much into that system. Yes. And let that person die. Yes, I think, I think that's um, I think that's a really good point. So with that, um, we will be back next week for another episode of the Magician's Call. Like uh, I said, um, you can email us questions or observations or thoughts. We'd be happy to discuss them on the show. Um, this is the magician's call. I am Dr. Lahab. This is Lance Allred. And we are the magician's call. We'll be back next week uh, for another episode. Have a good week. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Magician's Call. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Dr. Al Samurai and Lance. We hope you will continue to join us on this journey and throughout the series. If you enjoy the JAMS Training Institute's Magician's Call podcast, make sure to rate the podcast five stars on iTunes and wherever you your podcast. Make sure to check out the IFC's Individuation podcast as well. You can also find us on the IFC YouTube page. See you again for another episode soon.